Cap, I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought you were home. <laughs> no. <laughs> not home. I'm, so I'm sorry. I, I promise this isn't a bit. Like, I legitimately, for some reason, thought that you were back in America. And as soon as no. I logged onto the video call, I see you in the same hotel room I'm that you've been so in. I'm stuck in this fucking hell. Can <laughs> what? It won't end, Joey. Why, why can't you go home? Also, I'm sorry. Well, I can't leave until the 29th, which may or may not be the actual date I leave, whether or not I get a negative test. Because I got a PCR test today, and it was positive still, because you can get false positives off of COVID antibodies. And uh, so, yeah, I have to just keep taking tests until one of them's negative. How long have you been taking tests for? Because so, just so, today, just today. Okay, today's your first one, so that yes. wasn't. That it has wasn't to be within seventy-two hours of me flying. So, okay, because now we're past the whole ten days of you being first diagnosed, right? So you can, in theory, it's leave. It's fourteen as... days. Okay, it's fourteen days. <laughs> yes, that's why I cannot leave until the 29th. Oh boy. So so basically you're in limbo until you get a negative test and then after you get a negative test and the 29th passes, which right now it's already <laughs> you 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 can you can go. It's just you're stuck until then. At least you got the same room. And leave quarantine on the 29th in order to get on a flight uh, to the United States, I need a negative PCR test. Or a negative rapid test. So I'm just going to have them give me like five tests tomorrow. And one of them will be negative. Because apparently the the one test that you're supposed to take to, to determine that you have antibodies, that won't actually clear you for flying for, with KLM for whatever reason. So you, you have to have a... And again, you get false positives uh, off of antibodies. So, uh, you know. It's uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm gonna tell them be like, hey, if you don't want me to stay here, you better keep giving me tests until you get a fucking negative, because uh, otherwise you're paying for more hotel and uh, changing my flight again. Dude, <laughs> hey, can I take twelve tests, please? At that point, the math would state that one of them will be wrong or right, right? <laughs> yeah, it's got to work out in my favor eventually. Dude, that sucks. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I've been telling people, people keep on asking me how I'm doing and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm like 95%, you know? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm like physically 95% back to, to being quite healthy. Um, where we last did this podcast, I would say I was about 50, 60%. So... Another week has, has put me up almost back to, to completely fine. I've got a slight slight nasal thing going on. But um, the uh, mentally, I'm like down to 15%, bro. I got to get the fuck out of here. Is it, what, I can't sit in this fucking hotel room for much longer. What What is it in particular that that's causing the mental strife? Is it the fact that you're confined in like a 100-square-foot area? Is that the big thing? Or... It's... It, it's not the worst thing. It's the fact that I don't have a PC. That's that's actually 
that's the real fucking problem is that I don't have a PC, which um, I, I, I saw that uh, that Valve slash PGL uh, arranged for the teams who are here to get PCs and uh, and chairs. That was that was nice of them. Unfortunately, they couldn't find another PC for me or for JJ. They offered us laptops. I, I will give them credit. They they offered us laptops, but what am I going to do with another laptop? I'm like, the whole point of a full PC is that I can't do like my normal day-to-day job off of a laptop. So my, my laptop is literally for like, emergency situations in Lance, like situations like this where I'm just stuck and I can't do anything else. So at least I have a laptop, but like, you know, but they, they didn't have any more PCs or something. They told me they, they couldn't get any more PCs. They did get me a chair. I, there was a bit of a fight to get me a chair, but we, we got one in the end. So that, that, that was a big plus. Cause that, that other chair that I have, I, I would have actually walked away with like having to go to a chiropractor. <laughs> If I had to sit in that fucking chair for for fourteen days straight, they why was it a fight to get you a chair? Like like what's what what's hard about just giving you a chair? I don't know. They didn't have any more chairs. Oh, they, you, you I, know, did, it's uh because because PGL's got their Stockholm major and stuff, and like apparently um the. The PCs that uh, were here for TI needed to go back to wherever they're going. Same goes with the chairs and stuff. Like there is the an end date branded. on this stuff. They're they're not gonna put the TI chairs on the on the on the PGL major. That's just what I was told. All right, I was told the chairs needed to go back to Stream Lab, Secret Lab, whatever their name is. Secret. I was told that that they, they go back to them. So you know, it's. They, you know, maybe they they just swap out the the cover on the chair. I don't f- I don't fucking know, Joey. <laughs> I I I I you're 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 telling me stuff, and I'm just like constantly having more questions. How many teams are still there, and why are know. teams still there? Do, like I actually uh, well, uh, because they can't return back. So the uh T one is still here because they can't get back to the Philippines. I think. Uh, I, uh, this is all, like, just Reddit rumors, so don't take anything I say here as gospel, but I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that I heard that, like, Vici Gaming, uh, and maybe Elephant or somebody got COVID as well, uh, at the end of the event. I, I don't know if that's actually true. All I know is that there are several teams, uh, still here, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Apparently, uh, Valve and PGL is paying for their accommodation. They set them up with PCs and stuff like that. But yeah, I've, j- I've just got my laptop with my shitty webcam that <laughs> is flashing all the time. Anybody who watches the video version of of Side Pull probably loathes the fact that you are not home yet. Because for anyone who's just you know in the car on a jog doing an audio thing, they don't know that at every episode of Casper at TI, his camera uh, looks like an old VCR player with, with tracking lines through it. So <laughs> That's a good description of it. That's pretty good. Enough about me, though. Uh, <laughs> my, my shit's uh, this hotel room's depressing. Hawaii has got to be the Dude, opposite of depressing. I, Let me hear about Hawaii. I, I I just went on like a full week of of, of trying to unplug, right? So mm-hmm. I feel let, 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 I, I guess maybe you can try and live vicariously, but but ultimately very very different weeks. First first and foremost, 
the wedding was successful in the sense that two people got married and my grandparents made it and I don't think anybody got sick. So we're we're we're, we're still nah. fing- we're, we're still finger crossing for that last one. There's like probably a two week incubation period before I can really say that we're out in the clear. But I think that the biggest fears have been alleviated and everything went off a okay. Now, I took I I, I took two weeks off. Be- I, I'm I'm still like technically not working this week for at least you know uh, today tomorrow. Because I knew that I was going to need some time to like unwind and unplug after the vacation, which is something that I've never done before. Normally, I go on a trip and I come back and I work the next day because, you know, capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. I am I am now never not taking extra time after a break because I knew that like this was going to be like you know it's it's a fun trip we went to Hawaii like it's really hard to complain about it at all <laughs> but holy fuck like the the traveling with anybody who is not my immediate family my parents my sister is 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 so the worst I <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. So, um, I, I, I took my friend Alex, um, to the, to the wedding and, and her and I got our own, uh, condo, which had a kitchen in it because the, uh, the apartments that my parents, the apartments, the, the resort that my parents were staying at and the whole wedding party was staying at didn't have a, a kitchen. Uh, so, I thought, hey, this is going to be a good idea. Hawaii is expensive. Let me, like, you know, buy eggs, cook breakfast, do all that stuff. What I didn't realize what was going to happen by being the person who got the kitchen is that everybody just, like, came through to my apartment every morning for, like, a buffet-style <laughs> breakfast. Because they're like, hey, Joe's got a kitchen. We'll just, we'll just bring eggs and tortillas and magically burritos <laughs> will appear. So... Every, every day I, I started off my day as 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 you know uh, he- head chef Joey uh, and we proceeded to 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 get going and I I I I think that uh I had I, I had a I had a good time I I tried a different vacation strategy normally when I go on trips I also uh, I, I'm I'm someone who plans a lot of stuff and it's I like I kind of go into a trip with like a daily agenda right um and and i intentionally made that not the case this time and i found out that uh i f- i find it very hard to do nothing <laughs> that I, does not surprise me that, that that i was wondering if you would find that stressful not having a, a plan every day yeah, so I it like probably about forty eight hours in, I found like a medium ground where I sat down with a laptop for a couple hours and did some research and booked some stuff for the rest of the week. But I I fa- I found out that um the idea of zero planning and staying at a resort also not good. So th- this was like a really good growth opportunity for me to learn about what I do and don't like on vacations. Um. If, for for anybody who is is uh, specific to Hawaii or, or knows about, it, I was I was on the island of Kauai the whole time, um, which is interesting because that island is one of the smaller ones and and less metropolitan than the big one or Maui, uh, which means that everything closes really early. Uh, so we had to like shift our schedule. There's like strict liquor and noise requirements for 9 p.m. So basically at nine everything is 
closed. So I, I made a pretty successful shift in my schedule to like be a morning person for a week. Uh, the, the light, little bit of jet lag helped. Uh, we did a lot of hiking. Uh, we did a lot of kayaking, which, which big, big fan of paddling, big, 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 big paddling fan. Um, probably the one mistake that we had all all weekend all week is that we uh booked my my whole family the day of the wedding rehearsal the morning of the wedding rehearsal we booked a a 6 a.m ocean catamaran tour and uh a little little fun fact about my family is that all of us get motion sickness uh (laughs) this is this is this is something that like you know you you learn to deal with there's medicine for it generally you kind of know your limits right but but uh my my mom my sister myself my my new brother-in-law we we all get motion sick uh so what i did is i actually got a prescription uh for one of those little one of those little patches you see people wear like on cruises or something uh-huh, one, one yeah of, yeah one of those transdermal multi motion sickness patches and Do i those work i wore that and everybody else took dramamine an hour into the boat ride uh there was 40 people on the catamaran about 20 of them were from the wedding party and about six of those 20 people from the wedding party including five of my family members were vomiting off the boat (laughs) now i didn't vomit and i am so excited about that because that means that the patch that means that the patch worked it was actually very interesting it's the first time that i've ever taken one of those uh it's called scopamine that's that's the name of the drug i it's the first time i ever took one of those and uh i i I still felt uneasy and like my stomach was upset but i think it just blocked all of my brain signals that wanted me to vomit so like i never once felt nauseous but i knew that i didn't quite feel well like internally i was still a little bit of a mess but my brain didn't think that i had to vomit so i didn't and that was great because um we 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 took the boat out we went halfway around the island we did some sightseeing uh Kauai is interesting because uh the west side of the island is so rocky and and cliff and just like sheer cliff faces that there actually isn't a road all the way around the island it's just like a like a 12 to 7 on the clock situation there's there's no road from 7 back to 12 um and, and, and it was really cool to be able to, like, you know, see that part from, from the water and really fun to just watch everybody get really sick. And by fun, I mean really sad. <laughs> we, we, went, we went all the way up to the top and then came back down. And then the second, it was supposed to be, like, a boat tour and then, like, a snorkel, you know, lunch on the ocean thing. And uh, <laughs> my sister basically bribed the, the captain to be like, hey, how do I get off this boat? I know that we're going to go snorkeling. I know that like like we're driving past the dock again that we got on this boat at. I will pay you whatever what do I need to do to get off this boat? So <laughs> so luckily uh the the people who were taking the trip with were incredibly kind. And I think they were only so kind because one it didn't take long and two my sister was literally getting married uh uh to to let the boat stop and have have about seven, eight people get off before we actually went uh, snorkeling and and hitting in the ocean. Um, so I stayed on the boat by myself uh, while everybody else was like sick in the parking lot, and I had a good time. I had a good time. I saw some turtles, uh, hung out with some dolphins for a little bit. Uh, 
I'm generally that are, sounds very magical. Do you know how to snorkel? Um, I actually tried um snorkeling once in uh California. What's that island off of LA that uh, people Cat- always go to? Catalina. 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 Yeah. So I tried to go snorkeling there, um, but I I have a really 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 bad reaction to cold water. Um, I I hyperventilate in in cold water no matter what. And like I I have taken like I went through um, when I was in Germany we didn't have air conditioning and I was the very top floor and uh, heat rises in apartment buildings and stuff mm-hmm. and the air is very stale in Germany. There's not much wind in Berlin. So there was no way to like circulate air. So I would take cold showers and I I actually took like the entire summer just doing multiple cold showers every single day to see if I could train my body out of hyperventilating and I couldn't. It, it it is just something innate in me just does not want to it, I don't do cold water very well. I I literally cannot stop hyperventilating to save my life. So, uh yeah, snorkeling did not go well with me. <laughs> so so this is a, this is a fun thing that we have in common. I actually uh I I I'm a child. I am a giant baby when it comes to water that is like anything less than lukewarm. Um, mm-hmm. co- cold water, I can't do it. Can't do it. I, I get in there and like I, I feel not hyperventilating, but like mild panicky. Um, and then and then even I don't like you know anything less than warm. Uh, so luckily, uh, when when the sun was out, some of the ocean water was was warm, but it was still kind of cold. Uh, Florida, much better for ocean water. Uh, yeah. But I I cannot. I I feel so dumb that I can't snorkel. Same. I I, f- I feel like, stupid. Like, uh, the The funny thing is, is that like um, a lot of the the snorkeling uh, technique is very similar to uh, gas mask technique. Mm-hmm. it's 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 like the same things in theory uh so like i i was very familiar with like all the things he was talking about and everything and um and, and i was like oh this this will be easy but i i remember i spent like 45 minutes in the water just trying to get my body to like let go of of <laughs> it. like like i it's not even i'm not necessarily panicky or anything it's just like my body just refuses to stop hyperventilating uh from from cold water i would get to a space where i'd be okay and then another wave would hit me and my body would just start fucking freaking out so yeah i i I felt pretty pretty uh embarrassed i guess Uh, i don't know it was just like i I was more mad i was just like why can't i do this this sucks yeah it's like i I, i'm a strong fully functioning boy surely i can put my face down in the water and breathe through a tube but apparently that's not on on my things i'm good at list like it's actually pretty it's on the things i'm bad at list for some reason so i guess you know maybe i'll try scuba next and that one will go better um but i want to try again in warm water like hawaii yeah hawaii maybe florida anywhere where it's warm um yeah. I, 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 it's the actual act of like using the the mask and the tube and like positioning yourself and breathing that I felt like I was worse at more so than the water, but um mm. I, I I did a little bit of um you know instead of snorkeling just breath holdy looking underwater and being like oh wow look coral that's cool I guess, um went on some cool hikes uh found some waterfalls um I th- the wedding itself went went pretty well um. I cried way more than I was expecting to. 
I think I was expecting myself to like during because because I was in the uh, I I was in the ceremony, and I I was expecting to like you know be uh, a, a tad misty eyed like oh wow look my sister's getting married that's that's cool, um but but I was just like the entire ceremony like fighting back tears and crying and like and I can't even pin what emotion I was feeling. I feel like when people are they're talking about crying, it's normally like, oh, like I am sad or I am so incredibly happy. Um mm-hmm. and and like it felt like it was neither of those. <laughs> are you a sympathetic crier? Um was there like no, other people crying? I'm not- a huge sympathetic crier. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I I cry on a fucking dime if somebody else is crying. I am very, very like that. I did. I did see uh my my dad. So all all the bridesmaids were getting ready in my in my sister's hotel room during the day, and uh, I I walked in there with uh with my dad because we were part of the last people to go. Uh, take like the trolley over to to the actual wedding venue because it wasn't at the hotel we were staying at and watching my dad walk in and see my sister his daughter uh, for the first time in her wedding dress like he lost his shit and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that I'm like a, I'm definitely a sympathetic crier for my dad because it's so uh, shocking or, or like abnormal or so few, like I can count on yeah, one hand guys, the amount they're of times. Dead, they're dead. Seeing their dad cry is usually a, a weird feeling for most guys, I would say. Because most guys have dads that, you know, very rarely cry. I think I can count so. on like literally one hand the amount of times I've seen my dad cry and like most of them involve someone dying. Um, Same. Yeah. So, you know, or, or like a dog dying. So um, I, I was standing up there during the wedding ceremony. It, it, it was really nice. We were literally right against the ocean. There was about 30 people there. Um, I And I was crying, but I also couldn't hear any of the ceremony because <laughs> the way that the that the, like the speakers were set up and where I was standing, there just wasn't enough volume. And then I it was high tide, so all I was hearing was the waves crashing and just going like, "Well, I guess they're doing wedding stuff." I, I think they're saying vows or something. And I'm just like, I'm just like standing there, like you know, rocking back and forth, like trying to keep some mild act of composure and being like, "Ah, whew, everything's great." Um, it was weird. the 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 venue was at uh, the ven- the venue was basically at a restaurant, like like a beachfront restaurant, right? And it's not like they closed the restaurant down for the wedding. So what they did is like pe- people had reservations out on the patio, and I don't know if they expected that like a wedding was going to be happening because we were just you know there there was like loud music and dancing while these people are trying to have their nice dinner by the beach. <laughs> I feel like. Uh-huh. We- we're just sitting there, you know, like playing fucking music and shit. Um, I hope that they enjoyed it. Uh, but but yeah, we we had a, a the the wedding was the wedding was successful. The a, anything to complain about feels feels petty. A lot of lot of family drama, lot lot a lot of lot of family drama. A lot of people just generally like not being able to communicate and being unhappy with each other. So I'm really glad that I got to you know not have to stay with any of them. That was nice. <laughs> um. I, I I think that I just continual to get more and more stressed out any time that I have to go to family events, which is probably something that I need to fix in the future. But um, yeah, you fix it by going to less of them. Yeah, Easy. I you you've given me this advice, and I and I'm really, <laughs> I'm really starting to consider that more seriously at this point. Um, yeah, this one was a hard one to avoid. Um, I played 
I, I got my new Nintendo Switch, uh, which was great for the trip. I played all of uh, Metroid Dread, which was awesome. I played all of No More Heroes 3, which was less awesome, but whatever. And I played uh, about half of uh, Catherine Full Body. So like, I got I to gotta finish that up. Um, oh, that, isn't that the weird anime one? Mm-hmm. That's the one by Atlas and the people who like did Persona, and it's like more uh, naughty, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, did you like it? Because Ellie, I remember Ellie bought it and was playing it in front of me at some point in time, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this fucking acid trip? This fucking erotic fan fiction acid trip that is currently happening?" <laughs> I bought it with the intent of uh, playing it with my friend Alex, who I was staying with, so her and I would like laugh at it together. Um, uh-huh. And 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 it, it, I think it's a, an enjoyable experience with someone else if you're willing to lead into the absurdity of it. Um, yeah. Um, what? Anything else fun happen? Um, they had an old CD player in in the condo I was renting, uh, and the radio tuner didn't work. And there was no auxiliary to it. But they did have one CD in the entire condo. And it was Nelly. Okay. It was Nelly's greatest hits. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> About to make some sweet loving there. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I I crashed um, the, the expensive uh, hotel's pool that was like down the beach a bunch of times because they just weren't checking anybody's IDs and they had like a lazy river and a slide and a bunch of hot tubs. So that was cool. I basically stayed at the Hyatt even though I didn't pay for it. Um, <laughs> th- th- thank you, Hilton Marriott. Um, and, and yeah, I a- everything went probably slightly better than expected. But now I am back home and... Uh, know that my to-do list is is very long and not just my work to-do list like i feel like there's a bunch of stuff that i need to cross out and finish before i get back into like a working mode and i'm nervous of come you know next week that i'm not going to be done with everything that i need to do uh i have questions okay question question time uh was anybody from the bachelor party besides the groom uh there in hawaii all but one person. All but one person. Do you have any more uh, fun interactions with them? Uh, I heard an additional racial slur the day of the wedding. <laughs> oh, that, no, that's you know, just uh, add another one to the bingo card, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, all, all things can cons- like, I did not have to interact with them much, mm-hmm. if at all. Uh, there, there's one out of the group of people who I think was like decent, um, but everyone else who I like really just wasn't fond of. Uh, we were together for you know a collective, maybe five hours, six hours, including the wedding, uh, over the whole week. So not the worst thing in the world. There was there, there was thirty people at the wedding. Um, a lot of them were family, and and a lot of it was pretty segregated. People were like trying to do their own stuff in Hawaii. So luckily, I avoided that direct stressor. Very good, very good. Second question: uh, Did you dye your? Okay, so I noticed from the picture in Hawaii that your hair was that way. Uh, but you, but I'm assuming you dyed it before you went to Hawaii because I don't remember it being like this the last time we did the podcast. I don't remember if we did the podcast in daytime or not, but yeah, the, the, this is what it's been like. 
I I'm I have half of mm, the top of my head dyed again. Um, yes, why? Because uh, my sister cut my hair and she said, "Do you want rose gold?" And I said, "If that if you think it'll look good." And then she did it, and some of the wedding pictures look pretty good. So uh, that that's oh, why. But why only half is more my question. Oh, because I think doing the whole top is like I I. To be different, it's too, too, too much. Okay. The the the, the whole top yeah. is too much, right? Then it's just like you have like mm. a like a like a dyed faux hawk. But to do one side of a faux hawk, where like I can even, I can be like two faced, I can look normal from one side, and then I can be like cool hip okay, joy. That was exactly other. what I was gonna lead to. I was like, is this a two faced thing? Was this for like a content piece? <laughs> because it was just so specific. Like I just all I could think about was two faced the entire time. No, I, th- this is, this isn't the first time I've done my hair like this. Uh, this is, I probably pre, pre, uh, pandemic and even pre podcast had my hair like kind of close to this for a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I need, I need to mix it up. Um, cutting my hair short, uh, alleviated some of the, oh no, I'm going bald, um, uh, stress that I was having because it's much less obvious because it just kind of falls all over itself when it's the right length. Um, so, so that's good. I'm doing less like constant looking at my hairline. Uh, but yeah, it's still noticeable, which I'm not super happy about. <laughs> well, I can't notice at all. And I think you look good in short boom, hair. So boom. I, then I, again, I did actually like you with long hair as well. At some point in time, it grew on me. Once it got past the medium point, I was real. I was like content with it, but it's just such mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. One of my favorite things, and and when when I get a modicum of time to do this, um, I'm gonna go through all the podcast episodes and take a screenshot to like make a flipbook because it, it like basically <laughs> we have for basically every week of of hair growth for two years. That is true. That is true. We've actually been doing this for quite some time, though the the scenery will change. So that's going to be kind of a, a wonky flip book in that regard. It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that that's I'm, I'm trying to did, did anything else interesting even remotely happen? Um, like not not really, which is probably for the best that I don't have have horror stories or even super funny stories to tell. Um, I I immediately like. After the wedding uh, and coming back home, um, threw out a lot of the good eating habits that that I was obtaining over the last <laughs> month and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there, there's been probably about a week of, I don't want to call it binging, but that's probably the most apt word. Um, so... I, I what I've done is I have made myself a list of like the 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 seven places that I want to eat before I before I uh, try and go back to going to the gym five days a week. Um, so I, I'm, I'm done with four of those seven. So hopefully by Monday, I try and kick myself back to some level of normalcy. But until then, I really should not step on a scale. Um, because some of the wedding pictures, uh, the wedding pictures look great. Some of the shirtless pictures of me in Hawaii, uh, towards the tail end of the trip. Whew. I probably should just, I should probably just delete those. Honestly, if I'm, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, uh, you made some progress that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a start. I made a lot of progress with, with COVID 
I'm not sure if I made this joke last time. I made this joke at least once. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast, but COVID diet can can recommend. It works very well. I lost a lot of weight, so I, I have been putting that weight back on because there's nothing to do but fucking sleep and eat in this fucking hotel room. So, man, I've, I've been having a lot of sushi and pizza. Uh, I I I feel like I feel like people. Uh, to, to to talk and ounce more about COVID, I, I know I know that we're bouncing back a tad, but uh, so some some follow up to to the last podcast. I don't know if you went back and like listened to it or like saw a, a lot of what people were saying, but I think that there was. I mean, obviously there was there was a Reddit thread. The podcast kind of broke some news that like you guys got sick, uh, uh, which a lot of people I think were being pretty nice in. But I think also just on Twitter and YouTube and most other places, there are people who were like. Uh, you know, uh, do, doing their best to alleviate some of your sad boyism. Um. Uh, thank you to, to everyone who sent me messages. Uh, I, I will say the um, I, <laughs> I took a shot at the community, I think, uh, last podcast. Uh, and, and when I say that, I'm talking about the general uh, Dota 2 community. <laughs> just, just to be clear, I'm not talking about you guys um, or I'm not talking about my personal stream community and stuff like that because that's more uh, – it's a smaller, more curated uh, list, right? So uh, I do very much appreciate all you guys who have been sending me messages. I haven't uh, responded to every single message. Um, but I've, I always read every message that is ever sent to me. Um, I don't always respond because that, uh, sometimes I just don't have the emotional capacity to respond to every message, but, uh, I do try and respond when I can, and, uh, I do make sure to read every message that is sent. So, uh, thank you everybody for, um, sending me so many, uh, get well and, and stuff like that. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time, but the talent especially, like, I feel like everybody checked in on me um in in some way or another and and everybody was uh very very sweet um so yeah that was uh that was very very nice and uh but yeah i still don't like the general community and we could we could start steering into some dota stuff because there's been a lot of shit that went on this week oh my god joey did you see some of this i so i was mostly um unplugged from what was going on i knew broad strokes what was happening uh because you know i wasn't completely away from my phone and there were people who were like messaging me questions and stuff like that um but but big picture i would say that in the last decade of dota this might be the quote drama that i've been the most unplugged from and that's that's mm. for that's for two reasons it's good it's one good. <laughs> one of them being just the general circumstance on me like being on vacation and trying really hard to unplug so like that's that that's a big reason the second one being like i I know that we need to continue to have this conversation because it's important to continually re to continually reinforce with people or or like try and help educate new people or or you to you know it's like it's like you you got you got to you got to keep saying like no bad people go away right like but I I'm I'm a little bit uh I I, I guess tired uh I I felt when it was going on just like 
a, a little more tired and less fiery than I than I normally feel, which might have again been a symptom of just you know being away, because I I was reading a lot of the things people were saying and just being more sad than angry. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so what we're talking about... Give give us a TLD, yeah, yeah, please, sorry. Yeah, what we're talking about is uh, sexism in Dota um, is is one topic, and then another topic is the community's dissatisfaction um, with the talent. Uh, uh, There there is just a large rift between the Reddit community and the uh, broadcasting talent uh, for, for a while now. Um, it peaked up at any major it's peaked up now, uh, post TI with this whole thing as well. There seems to be a, a, a general dissatisfaction. And, uh, I will say with any of these sort of things, like whenever, uh, I, I disagree, um, with one thing or another, I, I always do think there is a kernel of truth. Um, there's always some kernel of truth, um, in any of these sort of things. Sometimes it's really small, sometimes it's really big, but there is always some sort of kernel of truth. So I think there is a reason, a good reason that the community is dissatisfied um, with talent. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of bullshit reasons, but I, I do think there are some good reasons there. Um, and this kind of merged together um, in a weird way. Um, basically what happened was the community was um, pretty dissatisfied with um, some of the people and their job at TI. I mentioned last TI that there was like, uh, I saw some some upvoted comments that uh, were unhappy with me and Kyle, um, you know, like as as just a very, very small example. Uh, there was a lot of people unhappy with Frankie and Sumichu, um, which I honestly could tell you that, that that was very likely going to be happening anyway, um, almost no matter what, because they're new people and Dota is a very elitist um, community. And there's always going to be some people who are like, this person doesn't even play the game. Why are they hosting, right? Like, there's always a disconnect of, like, uh, uh, a understanding what the roles of a broadcast are. Um, and, and also just, like, disrespecting the work that people do put in to prepare for these sort of things. Both Frankie and Sumichu, especially Frankie, um, played a lot of Dota. I know Frankie played a lot of Dota leading up into the game. I know she did a lot of research. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she, uh, did a good job. Uh, I actually cannot speak to this, uh, thoroughly one way or another, because, like I said last time, I did not watch the broadcast. So... You can do all the research in the world. Um, you can play a whole bunch of Dota. It does not necessarily mean that you're going to be a good or bad host. Um, and the community was dissatisfied, mostly with Frankie and Sumichu. Um, I saw a little bit more Frankie hate, um, which honestly, I, I, I just be blatantly honest, like I, it surprised me because I actually think Frankie's really good at every every broadcast that I've seen her from. Um, I think she's really good. I think she's especially good with crowd work. I think she is like incredibly top tier with, with crowd work, which unfortunately there was no crowd, um, for this TI, but, uh, I do think she's very good. So I I was a bit, uh, surprised to see uh, a lot of people, um, dunking on her. Now, um, this got rolled into sexism in Dota. Um, because Moxie put out a tweet basically saying like, hey, Dota community, um, she felt like there was sexist tones to some of the gatekeeping 
um, that the Dota 2 community does with talent and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm doing some pretty broad strokes here. Um, and I will just say some very basic things right now. I think sexism is a thing in Dota. Hey, you talk to any female player, mo not any, but you talk to a lot of female players, a lot of, a lot of people who are females and play Dota, they'll tell you that it's a sexist hellhole every game that they get into. Uh, I will also say that you can have, you can uh, not like a talent uh, or a host, you can not like the job they do and, uh, and not be sexist. That it, that it is not sexist to not like somebody's job, right? Uh, you know, like, again, people didn't seem to like me and Kyle as an example. Um, people, you know, may not like uh, Moxie as a caster or Shiva as a host or something. And that may be independent of them being sexist. Like, th those two are not necessarily correlated. Um, so both, both things are true there, right? Sexism is a problem in Dota. Uh, but you can also have a problem with uh, their hosting without it being a sexist thing. I'd also um, like to, those... to jump in there real quick and say that, that yeah, yeah. also to like to like add a third one is that like I, I, I from what it seems like is that there's been a lot of tying sexism to gatekeeping and they are two different things. They're, yes. They're, but but the yes. Venn diagram has a large overlap in the middle for a lot of people, which is why yeah. I think maybe some of the messaging or communication might have like uh, made people mad because they go like, well, I'm not sexist, but you're gatekeeping or, or vice versa. Right. Um, so, so it, it, there, there is like a, like a weird Venn diagram going on there of, of, of shittiness. Um, and yeah, you can be an elitist asshole and gate people out of like, Oh, they can't play my game. I played 10,000 hours of my game. They're not a real fan or whatever. Uh, and you can also be, uh, and you can also be sexist, but there, you're, there is this, this big area where people are like, does she even play the game? You know, like, and, and maybe, maybe in some situations that's like a valid, like a, it's kind of shitty, but it's like, it could be a valid, like, does this person even play the game that they're talking about? Like that, that's, you know, potentially valid for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's usually when somebody says it that way, it was like, does she even play the game? <laughs> you're probably not, you probably don't have the best intentions. So, uh, yeah, so I, and, um, and so there were people who are unhappy with, um, the, the work of certain people and Moxie puts out this tweet, a large part of the community. And, and I think a large part of this just comes from the disconnect between the talent and the community itself. Um, which is a shame because talent is there for the community and the community sustains talent. Like it's a, it's a mutual, uh, beneficial relationship between the two, or it should be. Um, and it's gotten really toxic lately. Um, but so like, um, so Moxie puts out this tweet and a lot of the community lashed back, uh, very, very harshly, um, basically saying like, this isn't a sexism issue. Um, which I, I think is a little bit of a shame. I, I, I think it, it, um, doesn't necessarily, um, take things in, in good faith. Um, where I, I don't think people were giving peop, uh, Moxie the benefit of the doubt. Like, first of all, she was coming to the defense of somebody else other than herself. Um, so, like, you can already tell she had at least some admiral intentions. She did something that was 
uh, I would say very brave in putting herself out there when she wasn't a target and making herself a, a, a target. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she had good intentions and stuff like that. And obviously she has experienced sexism. And obviously she probably sees um, some sexist things that are being said about Sumichu and about Frankie. Um, and, and those are there. Like 100% those are there. Um, but the community lashed out at basically being like, they, they felt like you're calling us all sexist when we have valid criticism. And, you know, I, I, I think that language is, like, pretty important in this situation um, because I saw a lot of it where it's like, and I'm guilty of it myself, where I will oftentimes refer to Reddit um, as a whole and just be like, fuck, you know, like, Reddit is super, like, toxic in, in this way and that way. And obviously, I don't really mean every single person. But I do mean that, like, as a community, I see things upvoted, uh, and so it creates a, a, a trend, right? Obviously, there are people who will push back against, like, something that I disagree with, just like, you know, I would. Uh, but what I see is more people hitting the upvote button than more people hitting the downvote button. So I refer to Reddit that way. And and uh, the community does it too, where they refer to talent. Like, I've seen so many comments about, like, the talent this, the talent that. And you're talking about, like just a ti that's like 30 plus individuals you know uh who all have very probably very different ideas many who did not comment one way or another at all on this entire situation uh and and you know i just see a bunch of people saying the talent this the talent that um so it goes both ways right uh moxie um you know talked about the community in a certain way and the community didn't like that the community talks about talent in a certain way and like i I, me sitting on the sidelines you know i I didn't necessarily like that so i think it's a combination of like people wanting to deny that sexism is a problem in dota uh like language being a problem uh community having legitimate complaints um about talent performance or the show or whatever i i will just personally say that i don't think Sumichu and frankie were really set up for success um for this team i would even throw avo in there too oh yeah avo was definitely not set up for for success um i i i think um uh, a lot of (laughs) yeah You, you just kind of like you you are put into a situation and you do what you need to do you know, uh, you you just kind of like roll with the munches because the camera's live and you don't have time to like complain or 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 talk about like why your your job your job is not to explain to the audience why your job is bad why you're doing a bad job at, at your job right now your job is just to perform and make it the best you can. Um, so I would say that I don't necessarily think that those two were set up for success um, and. I think the community is also, uh, I think they're kind of wrong, but they're also kind of right. And uh, what I saw a lot of people saying was that, like, if you want to host TI, you should probably host something before that. I don't think that should be true. Um, I think you hired the best talent for the job, period. Um, But that being said, part of having doing the best job for 
the the show is getting the community to acclimate to you. Uh, it may not be fair that people are going to gatekeep and be like, uh, do you even play this game? Who is this person? Do they know anything about Dota? They'll tear apart every little thing that you say. You know, like Frankie asked what a Midas was and the community wanted to, to fucking burn her at the stake. You know, there's some people of the community that want to burn her at the stake for asking what a Midas was. She knows what a Midas is, but she's trying to uh, present TI to a lot of people who are watching Dota maybe for the first time. Um, you know, th this is like TI is our big uh, broadcast where the the Dota gets advertised to a bunch of people who are not in Dota. Uh, it's a very insular community until TI comes around because it's such a big spectacle that all kinds of esports fans and even just not even esports fans, just regular people will watch uh, and check out what TI is because there's so much hype and spectacle around it. I, 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 I struggle if I even want to say this because I feel like the same the same you know uh, tone that's that some people on Reddit or some people uh, I'm from Talent or you know we're having umbrage with in the first place. But like from what I watched of Ti, I think that I was disappointed personally in Frankie's performance based on other stuff that I've seen her host. And I don't mm. know, and I don't know if that's because there's no audience. I don't know if it's because it's Dota. I don't know if it's because of her personal situation and she has like a baby inside of her kicking out. I don't know if there was stuff going on behind the scenes. But like personally, I think that I, and, and I've I've worked with Frankie before. We we've hired her to do uh, a show for Riot that that we produced, right? I, I think uh -huh. that she is capable of doing better work. And I think that some of the criticism of like not necessarily uh, liking her, if it was your first exposure to her is, is fair. Um, so, so like I, I, I have some empathy for people who are just like, Oh, Hey, like I'm expressing that maybe Frankie wasn't my favorite TI host. Maybe I liked uh machine or, day nine or wheat or you know uh name one of the other people uh chobra a little bit better rich like yeah rich i i i understand that i do think that and and i shouldn't say i think i know that a lot of this comes with with, with gatekeeping overtones and also um i have the luxury of seeing the reddit comments that get deleted uh, and other yep. people don't see. And I can tell you firsthand just how many people weren't just being gatekeepy, but were being gatekeepy and overtly sexist. And that and th those those conversations, those comments, um, I, I th there's a whole bunch of people on Reddit who work very hard, who worked way harder than I did because I was you know fucking off on a beach to to <laughs> to to, to, re to remove those because they're just unacceptable and and sometimes i wonder like what if i just made a collage of all these and just you know like release some kind of dossier of you know a thousand deleted comments of people just being vile maybe then oh, some you know people will understand do, do you know i have that uh, of myself i i have a uh, in part of my google drive document i have screenshots of just a bunch of really shitty comments at me did I ever tell you that? No. Why do you have those? <laughs> it's, um, you know, like, uh, I, I love this. Spite is a very powerful motivator. Um, <laughs> and, 
and it was this i mostly took this um during my time when i was at join dota where there was like people literally calling for me to get fired you know which is like the, if you don't understand like what kind of thing you're asking uh of, of like i moved my whole life to to try this job out in germany uh, and f the people like are literally asking for me to lose my job, um, my livelihood, uh, my, you know, like that, that shit, like really fucking, uh, is extreme just because you don't like the way I talk about your favorite video game, you know? So, uh, yeah, I have like, uh, an entire document. Uh, I'm, I'm finding it now. Uh, I, I can read you some of it if you want. But g g give me a couple, just, just pull a few out of the hat. Um, so, some of this is not, like, uh, some of this is not necessarily, like, vile or anything, so, um, for me, the biggest problem is the capitalist, uh, is that his enthusiasm feels faked over the top, like a second-hand car salesman enthusiasm. From those from StarCraft 2, Day 9 gave me that feeling, too. And it's a shame he does that when I, uh, when... Because when he doesn't, I think he's a decent caster. Totally agree. When Cap was uh, co-casting with Shiver uh, way back, he was way more chill than analytical. It's like he took on this persona to replicate Toby. Ooh, that's probably the part that got me. Another thing I've grown to despise <laughs> about his casting is his theory crafting. Uh, and it, it goes on from there. Man, uh, I would hate to ever be compared to Day 9. What an unsuccessful yeah. piece of shit he is. <laughs> Uh, oh, here's one. Jesus Christ. Um, Cap... Okay, this actually has... This actually has... You know this is old. Because it has 183 upvotes. So this was highly upvoted. Capitalist is a little bitch. I hope that... Insert uh, F, F word slur. Uh, gay slur. I hope that... Uh, reads this. Little and then uh, C-word uh, slur for uh, females. <laughs> what? <laughs> that had 183 upvotes. <laughs> oh, no. What the fuck? Oh, no. Yeah, so. Those uh, words just get I, filtered now. You can't, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's how you know that's, that's old shit. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I have... Um, I have a thing of that because um, I I read comments like that and I I decide that I'm going to succeed in spite of that person like that I'm going to succeed and I'm going to be on all of the these broadcasts and that person is going to have to watch me and, and maybe I'll even get them to like me you know which it just makes me you know even better but like if they hate me and have to watch me anyway because there's a bunch of other people who think I'm good at my job you know that that does drive me um but i don't think that is not healthy that is not a healthy way to interact with the community but that no. is how i nope. use the community to to drive myself um that that is not healthy whatsoever and um and i don't think people should have to put up um, with with comments like that, especially 183 upvoted comments like that, um, and, and and part of the problem is I think one disconnect from the community is the fact that um, it, people understand this by now with the internet, but like negative comments always stick with you. They will always stay with you. So I see a lot of people who are asking, who say things like, you know, just because there's some shitheads out there doesn't mean like you should invalidate all of the things that we say. 
Um, mm -hmm. But that 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 is the way that our brain works for whatever reason. Is that like negative shitty comments will stick with you. Um, a one negative comment versus ninety positive comments. You'll remember that negative comment most likely, just like I have my drive folder. Believe me, all the nice comments just fucking washed off my back and didn't mean anything to me. Actually, they do. They mean a lot to me. But um, it's the negative comments who will stick with me, right? And um, and so part of that is human psychology, and part of what I think um, is. This is a talent problem. This is not a community problem. This is a talent problem, um, but it's very natural. It's very human. Um, I was talking to somebody on Reddit about this, and he asked, like, why do talent, like, he asked me basically, how much do you think talent actually reads of the things people write about them? And I said, you know, when there's a thread or something, and it, it, a thread about you, um, you will the part of the difference between the talent perspective on what the community says and the community's own perspective on what they say is that me when I go to a Reddit thread, I'm gonna click and I'm just gonna like if I look at the comments at all, I'll look at like the top one, two, maybe three. I have to be really invested in a in a thread for me to go past the top three most upvoted comments, right? Uh, but when it's about yourself. It's very hard to cut it off there. Uh, and I don't think necessarily that the, the community is responsible for that because there are always going to be shitty people um, who, who say, you know, shitty things about you. Um, but the way that the, the human nature works is that if it's about you, you want to know every single thing that people have to say about you. And so if it, the thread's about you, you will read all the way down and you will get to the comments not necessarily the, even the comments that are like downvoted to oblivion you have to open those up like those little fucking mystery boxes of like <laughs> oh what racist or sexist thing is here you know like ah negative 100 downvotes like, like what is this uh it's not even that it's it's the the comments that haven't been downvoted that are new comments you know that are just neutral or the comments that only have 10 upvotes because some other psycho agrees with this person and has gone all the way down until they find an opinion that matches their own and they upvote that. So it can have 10 upvotes, but it'll still hit you really hard. And, and I'm not saying that like the community is necessarily responsible for that. Um, it is just the, the way that human nature works is that you will, you will want to consume all of that. And some people like uh, Slacks, for example, is he, he's a fucking psychopath and he's he he reads that stuff and enjoys uh, people tearing him down. Uh, I'm I'm uh, is a, just a spiteful, spiteful piece of shit. And I read those negative comments and it drives me to succeed in spite of them. Um, but, you know, like the, I, I think that the, those are the outliers like that. That's not normal. That's not healthy. That stuff also stays with you more than it stays with the person writing it. Right. Like if you're in a situation yeah. where you're reading a thread about you and regardless of the contents of that good, bad, neutral, apathetic, otherwise you you're walking away and you're thinking about it in bed or in the shower or the next day. Like it's really hard to kind of process like feedback about yourself you're you're internalizing it for better or for worse right most of the time yep. when you're just leaving a comment and and you're part of the, the the crowd in that scenario you you type the thing 
you you click the up vote, you click the down vote, you walk away and get on with the rest of your life, and you're not necessarily holding on to that information in the same way, right? So it it, it definitely is, is a little bit biased towards the person reading it, and uh, I I you know it's I've I, I've had stuff written about me that sometimes I I. I I feel like I ex- want to default into explaining stuff to people too much. Like when yeah. when there's Reddit comments either about like you know uh, myself or mods or other stuff that I'm involved with, I, I my my first thought is like, oh, if I could just sit down and have a conversation with this one comment to let them know that what I'm thinking is blah blah blah, blah and then you can't do that. <laughs> it's a yeah. very it's a very Wait. ineffective strategy for mass communication to respond to people on an individual basis. So you you know in, instead of you know you can be super fired up, um like like you know Moxie was, and it's more effective to you know do an ounce of generalizing and blast it out to everybody as opposed to having nuanced conversations with literally thousands of people, right? And when when you do mass communication in the form of a twit longer, like, it, it, it's really hard to write in any way to where some people don't feel like they're attacked because while, while again, and I'll repeat what you said, sexism in Dota is very real and a, a very big problem and one that I do think we're inching towards being better at but holistically are very bad at, and same with gatekeeping, like, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna message people who aren't part of the problem and are going to feel offended and then are going to make more noise. So there's this feedback loop of people feeling like, oh, hey, I'm not that person. And and then just making more and more noise. And it feels like how long was it like a, a solid week after after this came up where people were still churning in and out about, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that initial post? Like it, it maybe. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's it's people are really held on to that. Which again is a shame because you know if you if you were to talk to Moxie or, or see some of the other tweets she put out and stuff like she she agrees that you can be critical of female talent and not be sexist and you know I'm sure if she uh, could go back and and rewrite that twit longer I mean she apologized uh, later for it which uh, I do think she had some valid points like if if she literally just added like at the end like hey and those of you guys who like you know you don't think you're you're a sexist like uh and you just have genuine complaints about the show like this isn't directed at you you know like it's just something like that probably would have diffused like so many angry people um but you know um it's it's hard to communicate to a, a broad amount of people with from so many different cultures and so many different attitudes and emotions and stuff like that and um and you know i i also think that like I mean, Moxie's been with us in the Dota community for a while now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think people probably given her could have given her a, a, again a bit more benefit of the doubt. Especially again, I think the fact that what she did was very courageous. That she does have a point, um, even even if it like it, it, you know, the community also has a point. I think she also um, has something valid to say on the subject, and. Uh, yeah, I, you, I don't know. Yeah, you you have to think about also that like you know by her doing that in any degree, she is in some way she performed putting her livelihood on the line too, right? Like, yeah, she yeah. like she is not in such an untouchable position of privilege or power to where she can just go and blast on people. Like, she is 
genuinely trying to educate and create change and start conversations and and you know chastise people who deserve to be chastised and i think that that is like noble holistically good and we need more of that and i think that you see that like there was an outpouring of support from from people of all um you know backgrounds in response to that mostly you see a lot of a lot of talent um and again not to generalize them but you, you see a lot of people who are like hey you know yeah a lot of people are being shitty maybe stop being shitty my my core takeaway is is so lame from it but like you know i i, I feel like anybody who was offended at the conversation at all like at all if, if you either read moxie's post or you read reddit comments or you read responses or thesis or what what have you if you took a moment to like and, and it felt and you felt upset or attacked I just hope that that spurs an ounce of introspection because I don't think anybody who uh, is part of the problem felt attacked by that. I think that only people who were upset by those words were the people who like probably the words were about. So, <laughs> well, I, I I felt upset about reading Reddit comments uh, to to Moxie's. The reaction to Mox, I, I think that got a little extreme. And I think there was some highly upvoted things that were very mean, uh, needlessly. But, you know, um, the community felt insulted um, and uh, they lashed back in a way that the only the Internet um, can do. So uh, I think we're also privileged, right, in the sense, well, I mean, we're privileged for a thousand reasons. But but one of them being that I think a lot of the people who hang out with us here and listen to this and, and have been with us for a while. I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to call them the good guys because that feels like a blanket <laughs> statement. Right. But like we're on the right side. We're the right side of history, motherfucker. Uh, no, but but I, I, I think that naturally people who have continued to, you know, hang out with us. uh share more of our personal beliefs than less of them uh so i I think that we've curated a lot of people who are probably listening to us and going like yeah no shit like (laughs) or yeah uh people are fucked up uh which is great and like i I don't want to sound preachy to them because i think a lot of them are uh more or less in in alignment with us or with moxie or with with who have you but if anybody is listening and and felt really uh upset about it uh upset about the twit longer upset about some of the talent responses to it i would i would just ask like why were you upset what what precisely made you feel upset and and if if you can kind of like you know take a second and break that down for yourself because i hope that you're not upset because of of some kind of word that ends in ism the um i i I just have a a couple more things on this topic um the other thing is uh i'm a little hesitant to talk about this but i i uh i want to talk about it not because i want to put it on blast but um sumichu uh tweeted out after that um a Oh, <laughs> a tweet that was not great, in my opinion, which is uh, taking down notes, uh, something about like taking down notes of those being silent right now or, or, or something like that. Um, and I think a lot of people see that, uh, including myself, and are like, what the fuck? Um, because I, I think that goes down a, a very, very nasty path um, there. For, for a lot of different reasons, but the biggest one is um, everybody has their their own uh, personal battles that they're going through, and not every uh, piece of 
Um, not every fight is their fight. Um, and I get that she probably feels like this is a, a sexism issue and there is elements of that. Um, and we should stand up against sexism, but um, that doesn't necessarily require for everybody to voice their opinion. There's a lot of times where I see controversial things going on um, and I don't add my opinion to it, um, but I will try and like, I'll retweet um, certain people that like, I think have valid points, even if I don't necessarily agree with their point wholly. Um, I'll, I'll retweet it just because I, I think some of the things that they have that they say are, are, um, are good. Um, and everything that they're, they're saying about their experience is valid. So, um, I, I think it's not necessary for, uh, everybody to have a voice on this. Um, as, as a white dude, uh, it's kind of hard to talk about sexism sometimes. I've obviously seen it. Um, but you know, like usually my time is much better served, uh, setting other people up. Um, but, but part of the reason I want to talk about this is that I do sympathize with, um, what leads you to have a tweet like that. Um, because I, I feel like I can empathize with that because I felt very similar. Uh, I am obviously much closer with the talent, uh, in Dota than she is, right? I've been working mm -hmm. with them for years, uh, years and years and years. <laughs> yep. So many events. Uh, I, I consider most of the, the the people, the talent in Dota, my family, and I, I think most of them are good people and, and try and be good people. And um, there's there's very little like backbiting or backstabbing. And um, I'm I'm very proud of like the community I have, and I'm very protective of them. Um, but like e during the Me Too movement, um, like I, I was getting like so much hate from the community, and part of me um was angry that more people weren't stepping up and and saying something saying something um and and i think you know like looking back on that moment um again it's one of those things that it's not everybody's fight and even though i i like i felt like other people were watching me getting like torn down in some way um you know it, it's um it's not necessarily their place to, to get involved and like they they shouldn't have to like um, say things to, to try and like help me in my position. Um, that's not necessarily their fight to, to take and uh, I shouldn't be um, antagonistic. I, I shouldn't be resentful is the word actually uh, of, of them and their silence um, just because, also because, of like, what if they're just not connected to social media? Uh, I know one talent who's, like, so unhappy um, with, like, Reddit and things like that, that they, they just almost never read it. They uninstalled it from their phone and everything. Uh, and, and they just don't. And you'll, you'll notice that this person is, like, very high profile. And they never say anything on Reddit or anything like that. Um, and it's just because they, they decided that they're a happier person disconnected and that's very healthy, you know, and, and like, I think more of us should be that way. Uh, unfortunately, social media is a plague on human society and we, it doesn't let us get away. It drags us back in all the time, but, Amen. um, you know, so, so I'm, I'm very empathetic of, of why she put out a tweet like that. Uh, I understand the feelings that go into it. Like I, I, I felt those same like resentful feelings of like, the my fellow talent and being like why aren't you guys saying something or doing something um so i can empathize. it wasn't a good tweet it was not a good tweet but i can understand where it came from i 
I, I, I really struggle. Like I, I know that uh, so, sometimes before the show, we, we write down some notes about things to talk about. Right. And, and for the past, you know, a couple of hours, I've been thinking about like the line of like Sumi's tweet and going, what do I really want to say here? What could I even add here? Right. Because I, I feel very conflicted by it in the sense that um, I think over, over the last uh, year, I've become much more friendly uh, with Sumi, we have uh, some conversations just for no reason at all. I've hired her to uh, act in a piece that I've done, uh, so we also have like a business relationship. Um, and and I and I would call her a friend. Um, mm-hmm. Initially, and and it's hard for me to want to comment on this because I haven't had a conversation with her to be like, what were you thinking about? Because. <laughs> Because the, the the part of my brain that really likes uh, PR, public relations, sees that tweet and just goes, oh, no, red flag, this is a problem here. Um, for, for reasons that, you know, in, in hindsight are a bit obvious. Um, it feels a little aggressive. It, 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 uh, hold on. It is a bit aggressive. It's a bit grandstandy. And it... Um, it, it I don't think it resonates well with the people who were actually part of the problem. And and that I think, um, for better or for worse, is important in terms of uh, uh, converting people to your opinion or letting them share some type of empathy with you is that um, oftentimes, at least in, 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 in my personal life, I, I don't find a lot of success when it feels like you're talking down to people, um, be it for, for a bunch of reasons. And I think that that tweet can very easily be looked at as, 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 as poious, um, or pompous or one of the, or both or one of those words. Um, I think they're both, I think they're both acceptable. I don't know. I took an SAT once. Um, <laughs> so like I, I I haven't had the moment to talk to her and be like I I would just love to know like do you regret that are you happy with it what were you thinking like are you okay also like you know don't forget the human element but I my 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 PR brain was not a fan of it um and I think that not a fan of it because it's also going to live on as a meme for better or for worse now uh which might turn the corner on being funny but probably isn't great for her yeah yeah i uh i definitely like um i i did not work with sumi much at all um this ti um but i did work with her for the the opening eye event um and i i enjoyed um co-hosting alongside her um and i've enjoyed my interactions with her um and that that tweet definitely left a, a bad taste in my mouth but um i think it's important to give people the the benefit of the, uh, of the doubt and um and you know just recognize the the fact that um they're they're usually i i feel anyway they're usually good motivations um whenever these sort of things come up so i uh and again, just to to reiterate reiterate something that I feel like maybe I, I didn't actually explicitly say, uh, mm-hmm. female talent do get much shittier comments. Uh, that that's just a fact, guys. Um, that 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 is just the way it is. Uh, you, you guys like it, it is fair, I think, to say like, oh, it's you know outliers. Why would you let some you know sexist shithead like get into your head? I I think that is that's rational and makes sense, but. 
the truth is is that female talent always get much much um more hate than than male talent and that's that that is a thing uh and part of that is obviously uh sexism part of that is this is uh some of it is not even necessarily like straight up sexism some of it's just the fact that this is a male dominated space uh mm-hmm. and you always gravitate towards people that are more similar to you uh even if it's something as stupid as gender um so you know uh i remember talking to dan about this um about like female comedians and male comedians um and you know like he he talked about like yeah the fact that like some female comedians like once you do make it big maybe you have certain advantages but you don't what you don't see is all the disadvantages of how she had to start uh where like they're just you know more men going to comedy clubs and they will naturally vibe with other men and the humor that they put forward and the jokes that they put forward rather than a female comic and that's just like the way we're we're wired for whatever reason so uh you know i i thought that was an interesting take on i always really value dan's uh ex uh, experience in that regard because he he has experience in a talent industry that i think is similar in a lot of ways to ours uh but also very different and uh and i think that's uh really cool whenever he talks about things like that so I think to put a bow on that, and Dan, Dan is great. We should do another show with him sometime. Uh, uh, to, to put a little bow on that, um, and, and not to get too preachy, is that I, I think um, now more than ever, it's important to not just not be sexist, not just not be okay, you know, with women playing your Dota game. Um, you 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 really need to actively be anti-sexist. You need like more people need to find avenues to let others know when they when you see them being shitty that it's not okay. Be it in your pub or on Reddit or on Twitter or, you know, not in the Twitch comments because that's uh, actually an incurable uh, cancer. But like everybody, if you believe in what we're saying, if, if you believe in these people, if you believe in equity and equality, like you, you need to make more of an effort than just kind of standing idly by. And that's where efforts like, you know, uh, Moxie's conversation starter even comes from. Like it, it, it mm-hmm. comes from a place of not just like personal frustration. Uh, it, it comes from, you know, the people need to work against the machine here people need to to stand up for other people people need to tell others what they're doing is not okay don't just be some apathetic bystander because the idea of like well i'm not sexist is isn't enough because if that's the case we're never actually going to fix any problems not just you know in dota but in your next favorite online game or in your next reddit form or wherever you're going to be so like um if you can just help (laughs) yeah and yeah recognize that these these uh these are actual people not just characters uh on on a screen and that uh you know when when a woman says something about sexism that there is something to back it up she has no doubt experienced sexism uh in her life most likely multiple multiple hundreds of times in her life uh and particularly 
uh, in male-dominated spaces um, like like esports is right now. So, uh, yeah, just take that. Uh, there were some good things to come out of it. I think the conversation uh, was very uh, aggressive, um, mm-hmm. but I I don't necessarily think that the conversation was bad per se. I I do think it's always good that people talk about these sort of things, um, even if it can get a little bit circle jerky. And uh, and then I would say that I think the best thing that came out of this, and simultaneously one of the worst, uh, was Slax's response to this. Um, if you haven't, um, go check out his video. Be good. Um, that I, I I think it is uh, a lovely response, uh, and I think Slax is uh, an absolute treasure. Um, he is not a perfect human being, um, and that is not what he purports himself to be in that video. Um, he, he's saying that we as a community can do better um, and that it would behoove us to, to not um, be so gatekeepy and, and mean, um, you know, not even necessarily sexist, but, you know, just just mean. We could we could be less mean because, um, you know, we, we don't need to keep everybody out. We're in a, a game that is slowly dying. Um, we're, we're not going to reach new peaks in, in player bases. So. Uh, we don't need to try and keep people out. They're not coming in the first place. They're not coming to our game. Like we we don't need to be uh, so mean and judgmental. Uh, he did uh, talk about um, one thing that I thought was was very nice, which was the the fact that the report system in Dota probably needs to be harsher. Um, particularly, there needs to be a, a way to be able to report um, racism and, and sexism. Um, especially and that there's no no reason why there there shouldn't be uh harsher and more and faster punishments for people who say things that show up on like like he mentioned like word cloud when you can literally see racial slurs in somebody's word cloud it's like okay but like why is he still able to play like dodo like why is that still like his most used word that's that's really weird uh you know so i i think that was a, a very valid point and uh, a way forward to to help improve our our community and uh yeah i i i honestly felt like i, I agreed with like almost everything slack said uh one of the things he did say which was that our community is the best in the world i harsh i very harshly disagree with that because my view on humanity i guess is uh i i, I i'm an optimist I like to see the good in people, and if our community is the best community in the world, like, I, you know, that's gonna harsh my fucking, my vibe with humans, uh, but, uh, and, and I think there's no better showing that than the uh, incredibly, what I found repulsive reaction um, to, to, to Slax's uh, big fan banning thing, where people just took the, the opportunity to, to rip him to, to utter shreds, um, you know, I, 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 uh, Oh, you, you you guys are like slacks deserves criticism uh he is a passive aggressive toxic piece of shit uh in in dota there is no doubt dota brings mm-hmm. out the, the worst in in so many good people that i see uh <laughs> my it's so it, it's it's honestly awful um but when when people uh go beyond directing uh criticism to him for that and start like actively trying to to tear him down uh, and that gets upvoted. I I'm so mad. 
because you guys just do not seem to understand how good you have it with Slax. Slax has done so many great things for Dota. He's one of the few people who has done more for Dota than Dota has done for him. And it makes me so mad when I see people like actively try and tear like everything that he is down uh, because Slax is a very, uh, in some ways, very pure in that like there there is not an on and off switch for him. Like who he is on screen is who he is as as a person there there's not that big of a change in that regard um and the person that you see on screen is fun and generous and fucking wacky uh and and he does anything to make people smile and laugh and the fact that that people will like actively try and like tear him down and call him a piece of shit and saying it's all lies and stuff like that makes me so mad this this man has done so much for the community I cannot, I, I fucking hate the community whenever I see shit like this because I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? This man is like a literal gift to you guys. He does so much for all of you and you still, you still need to bleed him more. You want more out of him. He isn't good enough for you. You need more. And it's fucking awful. And, and I fucking hate you guys for that uh you specifically who do those sort of things and allow that that sort of thing to get upvoted and stuff like that i i, I fucking oh it makes me so mad slacks is is an absolute wonderful person and uh but on top of being a wonderful person like he's done so incredible incredible amount for for the dota community and uh and he's lying when he tells you that that you're the best because anybody who would tear down one of the, the the best things of their community would actively try and tear it down like that that is not a that's not a great community uh it's certainly not the greatest community that's for sure i enjoy the dota community but it's not the greatest that's that's for sure so yeah I've I think we're pretty good compared to people who are pretty bad, but have a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's room for improvement. Just like there's room for improvement in, uh, in the talent. There's room for improvement in Frankie and Simichu's hosting. They will both very likely tell you that is obviously the case. None of us are perfect. We can all get better at our jobs. And we as a community can also get better. And we as people can get better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we think when i say that that we can get better that doesn't mean that i think i'm, I'm better than you guys uh it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, like i think i'm perfect you, you could know? also get better i so could also get better that about slacks apparently people thought when slacks put out a, a you know like hey guys let's just like try and be better they were like this guy thinks he's all up on his high horse ah fuck you <sighs> they'll never learn <laughs> poor I mean, I should actually That's go back and watch. <laughs> I should I should go back and watch uh, what Jake put out because I, I I saw the runtime yeah. of that video and I went, not today. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a great video. Also, I'll add it uh, now that I've got my rant uh, of the week done with. Uh, if I could add one more uh, happy note in, uh, Doctor K put out his video on his experience with Dota and like lessons that he's learned. Um, with Dota, and I will say that that was a delightful video, um, full of like most things. Doctor Game, like I, I'm not an active watcher of him, but like I have passively consumed content of his, um, and everything he does seems to be great. So uh, not surprising, but that video is full of of nuggets of of wisdom 
and uh, and and so many things that I think Dota players could uh, learn or recognize uh, or reevaluate uh, about themselves. Even if maybe you know some of these things, it's a it's a nice reminder. So I would highly recommend checking out Doctor K's video on his experience at TI because um, he he obviously you know gets really introspective and, and big picture with it. So um, was he really just nice. was he just with EG for the purpose of TI? Like he wasn't signed with them beyond that. Uh, he had been working with them over the, the last year. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so this is a longstanding relationship and apparently he says that he's worked with other Dota teams before, uh, which I did not know. Uh, I know he's done some work in the Dota scene. Um, but I didn't know that he'd actually worked with teams before and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, that's that's apparently uh, a, a thing he's been doing for a while. So um, Jenkins yeah. was plugging him on the broadcast like it was his job to. So I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I briefly met him um, and talked to him uh, again. Seems like one of those people that is uh, very much the same on on screen as he is off screen. Love, lovely man, lovely man. I uh, hope I hope he does do more stuff with uh, Dota in the future because I I would uh, definitely value any interactions I have with him. And I will very likely go out of my way to consume more Dr. K content. Um, just because I think it's it's nice. It's healthy. I'll have to go I'll have to go check that out. Um as as I wrap this up. I don't have I I'll 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 take the wreck. I'll 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 go watch some Dr. K T I recap. Was that just on Reddit right now? Or do I gotta go dig for it? His uh, channel, yeah, EG's he, channel. Like like where where am I gonna go find it? His channel. Uh, his, his whole thing, healthy gamer, GG, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, just Google Dr. K or you could go to the Dota 2 subreddit and probably put in Dr. K and you'll find, uh, there's a, a, a Reddit thread talking about, um, having him on broadcast more and there's a Reddit thread, uh, of just the video. So it would probably come up pretty quickly, but yeah, I would, I would highly suggest, uh, anybody to check it out. It's long. It's like an hour long, but, uh, I, I sat all the way through it. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed all, all, all of, all of the video that I consume. So. I want his one hour and 30 minute long video for therapist analyzes squid game. This is, this, this is going to be exciting. This this is gonna be a rabbit hole of me watching Doctor K content. I I can feel yeah. it coming. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's the kind of content you can consume and uh, and listen to a lot of and not feel like a dirty person afterwards. You know, where you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like you're actually consuming something that might help you in life rather than just be a distraction from the inevitable death that awaits us all. <laughs> Oh God, we're all floating on a rock right now through space. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna true. go have an existential crisis. So uh, until next week, hopefully that'll be solved, or hopefully I get back on my diet, or hopefully I get back on my diet and you get back to America, and then we can go eat food not approved for my diet together. Yes, ho hopefully I will have made it back to uh, made it back home. Uh, where Ellie is currently waiting. Uh, I last last week I said that Ellie was gonna stay here. Uh, and then I changed my mind about that. I said you need to get the fuck out of this country right now. Uh, cause you before know, you get sick. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Because there was uh seventeen thousand new cases. Uh, let's see, seven day average of fourteen thousand five hundred new cases. 
in in this country. It's uh, it, it's going to hell out here. There has and been uh, on, on an average of 400 deaths every day in the last seven days. So, uh, yeah, th this place is is going to fucking hell. So Ellie's safe and she's home and she's covid free uh and uh she's she's waiting for me and hopefully i will be there next week when we do this podcast because if not joey you're gonna see a different me you're gonna see a me that is torn down the fucking drapes on the side and shit on the wall over there and i'm gonna be fucking like i'm gonna be completely bald uh my eyebrows beard and hair totally gone to to shave away the unclean covid you know uh if i have to be here for another week uh, i'm gonna lose it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie there's like 10 percent of me that'll be really interested in that but the 90 percent of me <laughs> just hopes that you make it back home get that negative pcr Thank test you. Thank you. I'm trying. 